Panic time, maybe? Panic time? I mean, are we issuing a panic alert, a panic chamber alert on Jalen Hurts, or are we taking advantage of what we just saw transpire? I, I think there's definitely an argument to both sides that the Eagles are falling apart. Now, how fixable is it in an offseason? We don't know. But we just saw the Eagles get absolutely lambasted by the Tampa Bay Bucks. First of all, hats off, um, moonshot to the moon to the Buccaneers for winning this game. They deserve it. They deserve it. It was actually fun to kind of see something crazy happen, right? And they played good football all the way leading up to uh, uh, up to the end of the season. Kind of crapped the bed in that final week. Even though they're 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 winning, doing good things, they're scoring nine points. They're not looking like a team that necessarily belongs in the playoffs. So what do they do? They walk in and knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. Baker goes out and has a pretty solid day. You know, like in the in the grand grand scheme of things. Looking at these numbers right here, Jalen Hurts two fifty one touchdown. Looked lost at times. One carry for five yards. Whole Eagles offense is not in tune except for this man, Devonta Smith, who pulled in eight receptions for 148. He's a baller. Baker, 22 of 36, three tutties, 337. Rashad White, 72 yards on the ground. And then and then kind of just like a mixed bag. Like even Mike Evans, you would think Mike Evans with a three TD game would have had at least one or two or at least 100 in a touch. But man, Baker was out there. Baker, Baker making TDs, TD maker. Uh, hats off to the Bucks. That's all you could say. That's all you could say. But we're really kind of here to talk about what in the hell we do here. Is Sirianni out as a Philadelphia head coach? Is is uh, McCarthy out as the Dallas Cowboy head coach? Is Bill Belichick potentially able to go look at both of these new situations? We're going to break all that down and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. God, we got a lot We got a lot to, to go over. I, you know, I've got to catch up. I was doing a little birthday uh, celebration for one of the kids so I was a little bit delayed on getting live here and I'm trying to catch up on some of the Twitter stuff that's even like hitting right now I gotta be honest the last hour or so I've been out of touch I don't even know if something got announced right now uh you know uh, is in terms of a, a firing or something like I'm, I'm combing through Twitter right now because I feel like I'm behind behind on the, on the times here the last hour I literally have been out of pocket for an hour I jumped straight live and I'm kind of batting blind here as to what might have transpired over the last hour. I don't think anything crazy. But, man, what a, what a fun little outcome here. I know some people might think I'm upset because I love Jalen Hurts and I love... I love a lot of these Eagle players from a fantasy perspective, but my 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 allegiance doesn't it doesn't really lean in one direction or another. I, I lean toward fantasy football production. So in a way, I'm kind of like it sucks. Some of the teams I've drafted that have Eagle players going to the Super Bowl potentially or to the 
the the uh, the the championship game or something. Those, those teams are out, but I I've been expecting a one win and done Eagle performance anyway. Like I did not expect the Eagles to last past one round in my bracket. I did I, I did anticipate the Bucks to lose this game, but they said no, and so we've got to move Green Bay up to uh, uh I'm sorry we have to move Tampa Bay down to Detroit. And we'll paste that sucker right here and complete our bracket walking out of wildcard weekend. But what a phenomenal weekend of football. I mean, it really was a fun weekend of football. Uh, regardless of the outcomes, I know some of you wanted certain things to happen. Uh, and, and those things didn't happen. It is what it is. Green Bay Packers, the worst seed remaining of the seeds that, that advanced would face off against the Niners. Granted, why you want the one seed, you want to be able to have the easiest path on paper to the to the Super Bowl. So they're going to play the, the one seed, he's going to play the seven seed. Same thing over here. The worst remaining seed is the four seed because the Chiefs are three, the Buffalo Bills are two, and the Houston Texans are four. So the four seed is going to play the one seed. So this is the bracket as it stands right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like this is a this is a phenomenal game, uh, uh, weekend of football. Um, the two most volatile teams to, to losing were probably like for upset upset reasons were probably the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, those were the two teams that everybody. The Cowboys had a lot of people behind them. I even had I had them advancing at the end of the day, admittedly, but they they've choked. They're choke artists in the playoffs. They continue to choke. Dak Prescott's turned into a pumpkin before. This is definitely a concern for this matchup, and it exactly played out that way. The Eagles have been in shambles the entire uh, season, really, after losing their OC and going into the, into the season with a, uh, a Sirianni-led uh, team, not just a, a Steichen or, or, or a combination of different, different people heading up a very, very well-oiled machine. It is Sirianni trying to do everything, trying to keep this, this ship afloat, and it wasn't afloat. And there's turmoil in the locker room. Uh, A.J. Brown removed all the Eagles uh, logos and, and photos and everything relating to the Philadelphia Eagles off his social media. He deactivated his Twitter account. He didn't play this game. He is injured. There are there are rumblings whether you want to believe them or not. Some of you get very passionate saying A.J. Brown's not going anywhere in the offseason. But there are rumblings, whether they're true or not, rumblings that, that A.J. Brown might want out. And, and that happens from time to time. Look at Tyreek Hill. Look at Devontae Adams. These things happen all the time. So everybody should back off the, this isn't going to happen, that's going to happen. It's speculation, and there's a lot of rumors surrounding A.J. Brown right now in Philly. Now, maybe it's Sirianni. Does anybody ever, anybody stop to think that maybe if Sirianni went away and there's a good chance he gets fired? Did anybody think for a second that maybe A.J. Brown's happy again? Maybe he doesn't want to leave if Sirianni's gone. But Sirianni is egotistical. I don't think he really knows what he has in terms of talent because he had Jalen Hurts on his roster in question whether he was the future. He went QB shopping several times in the offseason. He he looked at, at, to the NFL draft leading out of that, that first year. He looked at, at the NFL draft to maybe replace Jalen Hurts and, and didn't quite get anything di- done or any, any bites. And, and now now you're looking at a situation where it doesn't feel like he has a handle on the locker room. You have Jalen Hurts doing fumble drills, pissed off at practice because he feels disrespected. You have A.J. Brown taking the Eagles off his of social media, which you could say that's a that's a play wide receivers do all the time, but they don't do it in the middle of wild card weekend. 
Okay, that's the big difference. If you want to come in and say Debo did it in the offseason, fine. I, I don't care. A.J. Brown doing it at the onset of the playoffs, right in front of wildcard weekend when he's not even able to help his team, he's injured, that is a problem. That indicates there's a problem in Philly and there's panic going on, and rightly so, in Philly about from the top down. And there probably will be a change or a real hard look at a change in Dallas from top to bottom. And there's going to be a hard, long look at change from top to bottom in Philly. I'm not saying that both teams go through cleaning house, not only coaches, but maybe move some other pieces around. Hertz is going nowhere. And and before anybody comes in and says Hertz is a bad quarterback, he was exposed, he was figured out. You think that you're you're just wearing like goggles from another team. We don't need to go there. Hertz is not exposed. Hertz is not a bad quarterback. Hertz is a phenomenal quarterback. But we have a real opportunity. We talked about this before the show kicked off that that Hertz was maybe in this second round territory while Allen was locked and and loaded and cemented into round two, 2024 ADP one QB. That no longer is the case. This is how quickly things change. And we said that right before the game started. That if Hertz had a bad game and, and, and they lost, so he had no chance to to redo or show anybody, showcase more, more value in this particular offseason, that he would exit the playoffs playing bad and he would plummet to the third round. And I don't think he falls uh, any further than that. Hertz, I was writing Kareem Hunt. <laughs> He hurts right there in round number three. So this is round three. Uh, Mahomes is in there. Stroud, what did I say before the game started? If Hurts was the, to, to bottom out and have a really bad game, Stroud could potentially climb up. Or in the case of Mahomes, if Mahomes craps out and has a really bad game and exits the 2023-2024 playoffs and he has a really bad game and he starts falling, Stroud could jump back up. This is a volatile quarterback uh, climate walking into 2024 fantasy football. If anybody thinks they have a handle on where these players are going to go ADP-wise walking into March, April, May, you're kidding yourself because everything's volatile. Everything's case by case. Everything's based on one performance over another. And with Mahomes, Hurts done having a bad game. Mahomes still to go. Could have a bad game. Could have a good game. Uh, Stroud could have a good game. Could have a bad game. Could continue to march through the playoffs. If Stroud goes to the Super Bowl, for some odd reason, which is not out of the question, then he's going as he's going in the second round. <laughs> like if this guy has a phenomenal finish and even goes to let's say battle it out in a in a title game, loses, doesn't go to the Super Bowl, but makes it all the way to a title fight against the Buffalo Bills. Let's say let's just say that's how it maps out. Let's say Houston beats Baltimore, and you know that's going to be a tough battle. But you shouldn't rule that idea out of your head at all. Anything's possible here at this stage in the game. Anything. So if Houston were to, let's say, somehow beat Baltimore and and play Buffalo or KC, and and Stroud loses this game but but plays well, and he plays well in this game and this game, he would absolutely climb to the bottom of round two. If he, it's all dependent on how it how it all ends. It's crazy, and I love that people are acting like in some circles. 
that you can make an assumption right now over Hertz or over Mahomes or over Stroud. Or we don't. The only assumption we can make is Josh Allen right now, and that could change if he, let's say, has a really, really, let's say he throws four interceptions, no touchdowns, loses this next contest against the Chiefs. He might fall into the top of round three. But right now he feels very locked in, very second round capable. He finishes the number one fantasy football quarterback. So even if he did kind of crap the bed on the way out the door, people do realize that's the volatility that maybe comes with Josh Allen. And from a fantasy perspective, could be a little different than a playoff perspective, an NFL real life perspective where you're worried about the ups and downs and will he ever win a Super Bowl? I think he can. But I think that if he does crap the bed on the way out the playoffs, then he potentially still it rises up in fantasy football circles, but maybe people start doubting his him his uh, his uh, NFL real life value. So I mean, this is this is crazy. This is such a crazy weekend. I'm I'm super excited to be here with you guys to talk about it. I'm gonna open the phone lines in a second. This is your 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 round two right here: Houston, Baltimore, KC, Buffalo, Green Bay, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Detroit. Couldn't ask for a better lineup, to be honest. And I know that it, it does suck to see some big dogs out of the 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 uh, the bracket, right? But at the same time, they weren't playing like big dogs. They weren't bringing their A game, you know. So I don't know that we're all that that worried about losing what Devonte Smith's value. Like I think Hertz could definitely ball, but we lost Devonte Smith's value and and AJ Brown maybe and Swift. But you know maybe Mike Evans goes nuts. Maybe Rashad White goes nuts. Maybe we still get a bunch of production from this perspective here. And this game's going to be interesting. And this game also puts Detroit, in my opinion, and we can't disrespect what the Bucks just did. Right, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to do that, but I would say, and I think most people would agree that this is probably the best outcome for the Detroit Lions. Even though the Bucks did beat the Eagles, you could say they're better right now. I think the Detroit Lions are better off. You know, AJ Brown comes back and they're healthier, and there's there's more of an opportunity, I think, to get a, a, a bad matchup, mismatch, uh, matchup badly against each other. I just think the Eagles would have been a little tougher. Than the Bucks, but I know the Bucks are playing well. But this, in my mind, if, if let's say I had the, the the Detroit Lions going to the Super Bowl and I had I had a bet on it, I'd be very very excited about this matchup versus a, a Philadelphia Eagle matchup. And, and that might be, hey, you're thinking in the past, Smitty. Uh, of course it could be, but I think everybody that had that ticket would feel better about this matchup because the Bucks, while they beat the Eagles, they still feel like the weakest link of the remaining teams. They made it here. They advanced. Kudos to them. Hats off to them. Not ripping on them at all. Not giving them. I'm giving them their flowers. I'm not trying to ignore what they just did. But I certainly feel like they are still the weakest link here. And I don't think that's a crazy. Uh, I don't think that's a crazy take. But I definitely am in, in, intrigued by other opinions on the matter. And it's certainly no one's opinions wrong on this because. This is a team that just beat the Eagles. A $2 hauler from Young says it was a debacle and a lambasting, as Smitty said. It absolutely was. It was an absolute travesty for any Eagle fan out there. And the Eagle fans, they're not going to hear the end of it from the Niner community. They're going to lay into the Eagle fans like you can't believe and you're not going to hear the end of it. Uh, uh, REM to hit that button. Um, like button on your way out the door. Into the late show with the one and only Smitty. Do the channel a favor and smash the like button. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Perps. Appreciate Perps of the 20. Alert. Super chat alert.
Thank you, Purpose. Appreciate you. Uh, dial into the phone line. The phone lines are open. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Very curious to know what some of you were thinking right now. I'll be honest. Um, I, 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 again, I don't want to disrespect the Tampa Bay Bucks. I, look, they did an amazing job tonight. Baker's looking very, very solid. I'll admit that. Rashad White's very efficient and a, a nice weapon. Um, yeah, I, I uh, Worldwide says he loves Stroud. He's all in on Stroud. I don't blame you, bro. I'm going to do a couple mittens where Stroud's going to the final game. He's going to go to the final dance in a couple of my of my mittens. I'm not saying it feels like the, the most likely scenario, but I certainly want to have a couple underdog fantasy promo code Smitty mittens. If you want to draft, we'll do a draft tonight. So if you want to draft with me in a few minutes, uh, get signed up now. Get it all taken care of so you're not scrambling to get in. Uh, the link that I just dropped in the live chat has code Smitty entered in for you when you use the link. And the link's in the description of every video. And uh, the link enters promo code Smitty. You can also enter promo code Smitty yourself if you want to do it that way. So just get ready to, to do a draft or two. Sign up now and get that done and out of the way so you don't scramble at the last second. Code Smitty, link in the description. Let me Let me pin the link right now. Uh, so that it's there. What's up? But uh, who's who's on the phone line? Theo, you're live. Yeah. Do you think um, AJ Brown is going to be on the Eagles next year? Well, and I mean, if we... not. Yeah. Um, do you think Devonta Smith will be like a top ten receiver? Um. Yeah. I think it's uh, look. I think we got evidence right now in front of your face as to what happens when. A.J. Brown's not highly used, or if he's out of the game, uh, Devonta Smith, yeah, eight, eight for 148. So, I mean, him leaving most certainly vaults up Devonta Smith's value, for sure. Do I think Devonta Smith is a top 10 wide receiver? Yeah. I mean, he already kind of was. He was He was already, the year prior, he finished, what, seven? I think he was six or seven or eight, depending on your scoring. This year, what did he finish this year? In a random league, let like me pull. 15, 16. Let me pull up a random league here. Not that I don't believe you, but I want to make sure I have the proper info here. Okay, so stats will go season 2023. Wide receiver. And it's not loading for me. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he certainly. Again, I not that I don't believe you, but and, I got you, bro. Hold on, hold PPR on. PPR twenty and half PPR. I got you, bro. Hold on one second. I'm gonna check. Not that I don't believe you, but I'm gonna check. Right. And it's not uh, it's not refreshing for me. I'll check in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't the year he had prior the prior season, but I, I do believe that I do believe that if AJ Brown's off the team, he's a top ten wide receiver. Um, I still believe in in Jalen Hurts. We still have will they will will the commissioner and the league eliminate the gentleman the brotherly shove? Because if the brotherly shove's removed, then there's potentially some less scoring that can happen for the, the Eagles. To just feel like they just feel in shambles, man. And it starts from the top. You know, the organization has has been, you know, it's kind of been a mess for a while. You know, and they had they have such a good team. And they had such a good like staff last year, not this year, last year, 
that it got it gets overlooked at how much you know this Eagles team can be. I don't know. It, 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 you shake your head at it sometimes. The decisions that are made, how they go about doing things, they fire coaches really quickly, which in some cases I think is deserving. But you know they they go through turnover pretty quickly with coaches that are proven, and Sirianni's proven to a degree. But there's 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 a there's a root of the problem that they just want to nip in the bud, and I think they're probably going to do that here. I think there's a at least a 50-50 chance Sirianni gets canned. But it might be deserving in this case. It, it really might be. I don't know. I guess I would say, bro, I don't know how they're going to rebound. I don't know how quickly they'll rebound. Who do they put in place? Who comes in? What kind of offense do they run? A.J. Brown's unhappy. If Sirianni's gone, then is he is he no longer wanting out? Does he want out? Are the rumors of him maybe wanting out false? Like a lot of people will tell you they are, but they don't know. They're guessing too. Anybody that's guessing that there's there's animosity between A.J. Brown and the team when A.J. Brown just removed so, from social media everything Eagles, like, give me a break. If anybody pretending that that's just par for the course wide receiver activity, you know, like moving the bunk beds together, more room for activities, just general, general, uh, uh, regular, you know, just day at the office type stuff. You're kidding me. Because that happened in the middle of the playoffs. Or at the onset of the playoffs. Right before the playoffs are beginning, he does it. There's problems. There's problems in Philly. Clearly. Now, I can't answer your question. I can only give you two answers. Because we don't know, Theo, if they're going to fire Sirianni. We also don't know if firing Sirianni will fix that problem with A.J. Brown and whatever he's dealing with right now. And we also don't know if A.J. Brown really does have a true deep-rooted problem. So there's too many things. All I can tell you is if A.J. Brown is gone, Devonta Smith is a top-10 wide receiver. He almost is anyway. But some of that can change because what if they bring in somebody that's not going to throw the ball? What if Bill Belichick ends up in Philadelphia and somebody could say, that can't happen because of this, this, and this. No one knows anything. No one knows anything right now. All we do know is that these potential coaching opportunities, these vacancies, might just get two more Spots that are almost better or equal to the Chargers situation. You might see Dallas on this board because they'll fire McCarthy. And then we got McCarthy in the coaching pool. You're going to see potentially uh, Sirianni get fired. And then Philadelphia is in the top three of available landing spots. And I don't know if Sirianni will be added. I I imagine he will. I don't know if he'll land the job, but he'll be in the coaching pool. So, so much is going to happen, bro. I can't answer the question, though. All right, yeah. I don't think anyone can. Um, but, yeah, thank you. All right, Theo. Appreciate you, bro. Good question, though. Uh, Mars Man Rock Out. Uh, hang tight, Mars Man. Let me get these Super Chats out of the way real quick. If A.J. Brown does get traded, what team do you think he could go to? Um, Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is going to wa- You know Jerry Jones. His knee-jerk reaction here is not to take his foot off the gas. I think AJ Brown might be in the conversation. I, I don't I, to be honest, I don't fully I don't fully pretend to know where um yet. Chargers will be phenomenal. Chargers uh Dallas th- those two come to ma- mind right away and and I think those t- those teams would definitely be interested potentially. I don't know if the Chargers will actually do something like that. 
Perks with the $20 hauler says, Find Ron, Navy, Denny, uh, Brogan, Draven, Christopher Smith, Wheel Snipe City. Uh, this is for Lego Batman. Lego Batman has been tasked to find all these gentlemen. Lego, get to work. Uh, rock out, you're live. <clears throat> yeah, what's what your feeling on Kincaid? I love him. I love him, bro. I mean, Kincaid, Kincaid was fantastic. He, he seemed to get a little bit banged up. It wasn't a big deal, but might have hampered the rest of his game. But three for 59 and a touch. I mean, when you look at this, this is not the first time Kincaid's been atop the wide receiver categories here organized by yards he's oftentimes the top wide receiver listed you know or it's been not the first time i should say so three for 59 and a touch he's the top the the box score bobby uh box score and uh you know if, we, if we're if we're box score bobbing this he's the top wide receiver today <laughs> i mean he looks so good bro i you know i know that dawson knox is still there and Allen has a nice rapport with Dawson, but he's also got a really nice rapport with Kincaid. And also, I mean, if there were, if there were two wide receivers off the cuff here, if I'm just spitballing potential players on the move, potential players on the move. Thanks again, uh, Perps, for the super chat. Uh, and that, that that's a $20 hauler, by the way. Hold on. Where is this? $20 hauler. Alert. Super chat alert. Perps, appreciate you. Um, what was I saying? Uh, you're talking about not? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, if there were two receivers that I would spitball here, just off the cuff, and just say these two receivers, if I had to throw out two big names that could be on the move, maybe surprise some people, like it's going to get that reaction. Somebody in the comments later is going to go, AJ Brown's not going anywhere. Don't listen to this guy. I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I'm telling you, keyboard warrior William, that there are rumors they could be false. That's why I pose the question. That's why I have the conversation, William, that, that, that AJ Brown might want out. It, if you don't get a vibe that that's possible, I don't know what to tell you, William. But maybe it goes Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs would be Chiefs, Dallas. Chargers, but but if there are two wide receivers just off the cuff that I thought could move, AJ Brown, and um, and who was the one we we're just talking about? AJ Brown and uh, uh, Diggs, because yeah, Diggs yeah. is not happy in Buffalo. Clearly, <laughs> like they're winning, and you don't hear a word from him. He he doesn't even feel like he's a part of the win. He doesn't like when they win without him. <laughs> like, like a couple weeks ago, they they threw uh, Josh Allen threw a touchdown pass, I think to Knox. I think it was to Knox, and they showed Diggs. He looked pissed off. He's like, "You're you're winning because of that touchdown, bro. You're gonna win the game. You're gonna make the playoffs now." And he just looked pissed off. He's like, "That should have been to me." He's such a selfish guy. And yeah. and and, and if Diggs does get traded, guess who climbs into a bigger role? I don't know if they'll replace Diggs with another big-name wide receiver. I don't know if they'll bring in Higgins 
or one of these these free agent wide receivers that are out there. Ridley would be an unbelievable addition. Pittman could end up in in Buffalo. Higgins, Evans, Mike Evans. Uh, these are all free agent wide receivers. Hollywood Brown is a free agent. Um, they could bring in one of those guys. And even if they did, I'm not like scared that that Kincaid won't get enough volume. This is a high octane offense that isn't even really throwing high octane this year. Like they've been hit and miss. I think that that doesn't scare me for Josh Allen. This is uh, the the Bills were scrambling to kind of regroup this middle of the season. You know. They're going to have a whole offseason to work on this offense. They're going to have a whole offseason to get in a vibe. And I think, you know, if Diggs does go elsewhere, Kincaid goes through the roof. Kincaid's stock will be absolutely 100% without a hesitation or equivocation. Stock up. Stock on the ride. Absolutely. With uh, Evans, how much time do you think he got left? He's getting older. Um, Ziggy, how old is Mike Evans? Mike Evans is 30 years old. 30 years. Born on August yeah. 21st, 1993. So, Ziggy off. The reason I'd say he doesn't have the 31-year-old season upcoming, like, to go, you know, like, a lot of wide receivers entering that 31-year-old season, they could still kind of do it. But that's, I mean, really, you're 30 years old, Diggs is 30, and Diggs is falling off. You're Cooper Cup's 30, he's falling off. 30 years yep. old is the kiss of death year for a wide receiver to start getting hurt. And so the fact that Mike Evans has had so much, you could say you, there's two th- schools of thought. Mike Evans is an anomaly. Like to have as many consecutive thousand yard seasons as he's had, he just keeps doing it. Um, mm-hmm. There's thought that like maybe he has one more, you know, for sure. So if he went somewhere great, I'd be excited. The thing about Mike Evans is I think he'll do well. For as long as he's on the field, but I do predict at 31 years old he will miss games. So he'll be kind of like a per game top 12 wide receiver, but finish 20th, 24th, 25th. You know. Yeah, I can see that happen. You know, yeah. like per game, you sort by per game, and he's up there in the top 12. But you look at it at the end of the year, he's 29th, 28th, 25th, misses seven games, six games. That's that's what you should expect. Out of Mike Evans. Not that he can't produce when he's on the field. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you... Back to the topic at hand. Are you panicking on Hurts? Or are you of the school of thought of like, hey, he'll fall into the third round because of this unraveling. And I'm okay with that. That's a great value. Or are you of the thinking of, okay... He may or may not drop off, but maybe I'm just going to go in a different direction because I don't know if this thing will be all ironed out by week one. Like, what, what's your thinking here? Is it panic time or is it take advantage of the panic for you? Uh, I wouldn't panic, but I would take advantage of panic. I, I would take advantage of the people panicking, depending where he drops. But you never know. I might go another position on top of that. Okay, that's a good one. All right, Rock Out, you got another question? Call back, bro. I'm I'm here for you. Unless you got another right. one, real quick, and then you can call back if you got another one. Yeah, I'll call back. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think what I said earlier is is still going to hold true that that if he had a bad game, which he did, 
he was going to leave the second round, Jalen Hurts, and he was going to recapture some third-round value. And like I said, if Stroud continues to ball out, even if he loses, if Stroud loses his next game against the Baltimore Ravens, but he blows up and has a good day, three TDs, 300 yards, almost wins the game, loses it, whatever, I think he could climb above Mahomes and Hurts since he stunk it up. And if Mahomes stinks it up and Lee and, and exits the, the playoffs in this game right here against the Buffalo Bills, and Mahomes has one touchdown, two interceptions, they lose the game, whatever, then all of a sudden you've got Stroud leapfrogging both Mahomes and Hurts. But if Stroud struggles, Mahomes balls out and 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 Hurts obviously is done then you could see everything kind of stay the same. You could see Mahomes, Hurts, Stroud in that order in the third round. Or you could see one of them drop to round four. But I don't think – I think dropping to the end of the third round is probably the expectation level you should set. Nobody should be expecting to get Stroud, Hurts, Mahomes, and especially Josh Allen in the fourth round. If you did, that's called steal the draft for any one of those guys there. Uh, what's up, Aaron, your life? Yes, man. Question: Do you think Tink Dell is going to see some postseason action this year, or do you think that Broken Fibula has amounted to completely to next year? Like, I would love to see Tink Dell and Stroud. No, I, I don't even think I don't even think he can come back. Um, okay. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's nothing on that that I've that I'm hearing. Damn. Yeah. I was hoping to see it because I know they said after he injured it in that week, they said if the if the Texans make it into the postseason or they go deep, there's a chance that he no. might come back, but that was slim. I heard that after the injury occurred. Yeah, no. Uh, let's see here. Ready? Nope. Zero, 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 zero on okay. that. There's zero on that. Um, he, he had season-ending. Last even report was season-ending surgery. He's done. I mean, you could say, oh, well, that might have been regular season. No, he's done, bro. Not, not to mention, like, look at Tony Pollard. This type, this surgery that he had, it takes some time, and it, there's just not enough time. There's just no way he would be. He would be putting himself at major risk, and and you don't want that. You don't want Tank Dell. Like, right. you know, it's not like you have anything invested in Tank Dell postseason, right? Like, you can't you can't wish that anyway. Uh, perps of the perps of the gifted memberships. Thank you, perps. Appreciate you. Twenty gifted memberships from perps, bro. You're the man to Saturn. To Saturn. Uh, what else you got, Aaron? Well, um, I, I still think Bryce Young is a buy low for next year. I know we're not talking next year yet. I know we're still in the, the postseason. But I think if the Panthers do somehow win this offseason with maybe Pittman or Ridley or somebody to get some help on the outside, plus they try to do something with the O-line, I think – because everybody's down on him right now. Like everybody. Why, like, why do you he, why do you say why do you say that though? Because like here's the problem I have with Bryce Young, mm-hmm. who I admit I admit I had hopes for coming in. You never know. Some of these college quarterbacks they come in, and they either develop or they don't. And you can't always predict if that's going to happen. But here's what I don't get about that 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 Bryce Young support is you've got so many other quarterbacks, bro. He has zero business being in your starting lineup. Zero. Like, if you're starting Bryce Young, you're losing. I, I, I mean, you could argue against me. I'm, I definitely want to hear the argument. But what what would make you start Bryce Young over... Let's just go through him real quick. Uh, you got Josh Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, 
Um, Joe Burrow, that's six. Anthony Richardson, seven. Justin Herbert, eight. Uh, Justin Fields, nine. Dak Prescott, you can crap on him all you want. He was QB three. Uh, Jordan Love, right. that's ten. I mean, you're you're like at ten quarterbacks deep, bro. Purdy, we haven't even thrown Purdy in there. Purdy's Purdy's in a system that's going to give you six to ten numbers, no matter whether you like him or not. Like, at what point are you starting Bryce Young, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not. Like I said, Bryce Young would be uh, quarterback too. But the the thing is, with like, I understand people comparing like apples and oranges, stuff like that, with CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. But CJ's in a better position, better weapons, better all line. Bryce was sacked 62 times, second in the league this year. So you can't really like value him like that. I'm not saying he's a bust because obviously I'm a fan. I'm going to want him to succeed. I just think that the panic on him is nuts. I understand that you won't bring like other like you won't drop like him over other quarterbacks that's on the board. But when you get into like the lower rounds, he could be like I said a sleeper because everybody's down on him. People think oh. He ain't going to do nothing, but if the Panthers can somehow build around him in free agency and do what we can with our draft picks, there's potential there. Bryce Young, is, he's, he's going to need time in the pocket. He can, he's at a disadvantage with his size, stuff like that. He's, even though I don't think size matters, but that's for a different day. But uh, he's just going to need help, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, I've yet, bro, but the problem is, wh- where's, <laughs> where's the first-round pick? You don't have it. We don't have it, unfortunately. See, you said we. I knew there was a we in there. I knew there was a we in there, bro. You're a Carolina Panther fan. I don't blame you for being excited about Carolina and Bryce Young, but you're bleeding. I'm a Carolina fan. I got my Carolina goggles on. I'm not saying you don't have hope with the kid, but you don't have enough to fix the situation in one year, in my opinion. Is there is there potential upside? Sure, but like we didn't even list off Kyler. We didn't list off, you know, a, a rookie quarterback or two, which I'd rather have over Bryce Young. Um, there's there's a plethora of guys. Even T. Law, you know, who had a bad year, is, is Bryce Young. Just I I don't I don't know how he can develop. They don't have enough ability to to surround him with what he needs to survive. That's one of the worst situations, man. I I don't think it's. I still think it's going to be pretty bad. I know you're. A, I could tell you're a Carolina guy. I I knew the moment you said we. <laughs> Which is good loyalty, you know. You're not saying they. You're blaming it on them until they're good, and then you say we. That's a true uh, bandwagon fan when they say they when you when the team loses and we when they win. So at least you're you're living and dying a Carolina truther. But bro, I'm just telling you right now. If you're, I mean, sure you you want a backup quarterback. Maybe he does something. Maybe. But like he belongs nowhere in even a fourteen team league starting lineup. Right. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just hard. It's just hard to see him in this situation because it's not his fault, really. He didn't have to be drafted there. <clears throat> yeah, but you can't change that. You know what I mean? Like you just said, you know, hey, we can't compare apples to apples here. It's can't. apples to oranges. Which you're right, but you're saying Stroud's got better weapons. He does. You can't change that. You know, in, in, in the offseason, is not going to change it. Look, Casario in, in Houston, what he's done as a GM is unmatched. It's like it's, it's basically, even though John Lynch is the GM in San Francisco, what Casario's done in Houston is similar to what Adam Peters and Lynch both did in San Francisco for the last couple of years with Christian McCaffrey, with their other trades they've made to bolster up the defense. Like, 
that's how you need that kind of, you know, uh, top level yeah. development yeah. and decision making in order to turn something around that quick. And it was clear that they were doing that. Like we've done, you can go clip and find shows where I said the Texans are the Detroit Lions of this season. Like the Texans will have the Detroit Lion outcome this season. Like they're going to look like that and they're going to walk into the next year. And I didn't think they were going to be this good. I'll admit that. But I, I, I love what they were doing from the moment they brought this Casario character in as GM and he traded away Deshaun Watson on the in the worst trade that ended up following the worst contract in the history of the NFL. And and the Texans have everything from top to bottom, beautifully buttoned up, well oiled, it's ready to rumble. It's the it's probably one of the best setups for a team foundation wise in the NFL. And they're only gonna build on top of it. Carolina doesn't have that. But I, I hope it for you, bro. I know I could sound, I could I could hear the despair in your voice, but just hang tough, man. It'll, it'll take some time, but you're nowhere near. And I don't and I, I no. hate to break I hate to break the news to you, but I there's a maybe a forty percent chance. It's still a big number, though. Okay, forty percent is not I, the end of the I, world. I definitely do believe that. It's just it's just been hard because I haven't really had nothing to care about since Cam and, and Ron got I know, fired in 2017. I, I really haven't yeah. had anything, so I'm just trying to stay positive. I know, and I don't want to tear that down. I, I feel like I'm going to send you into a, a downward spiral here, but but 40% <laughs> yeah, is not, not the worst number in the world, okay? But there's, in my estimate, and I'm guessing here, this is just me, a guy on the internet guessing, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a 40% chance that Bryce Young's even a part of the turnaround. Once you do turn it around, maybe even 30%, that Bryce Young is even on the team. By the time you're right. ready, I'm, I just I'm sorry. I mean, it is what it is. Like I'm still have hope that he's going to be a Carolina Panther, but it's like we like we're going to fail him. Like as an organization, we're going to fail him. 100%. I hope not. I hope not. But yeah, you're, I hope you're, not. I hope not either. You're very far away. That's for sure. Especially since you don't have a first round pick. Like you, you got a Marvin Harrison Jr. or something, then it's different. You know, totally different. But man, I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know how you're going to be able to build, you know. Maybe you no, bring I'll, in a, maybe you bring in a Higgins and you crush your drafting, and you figure out a way to to kind of have like a baby step forward this year, and then the next year you come in and you that's where that thirty or forty percent still lives, bro. You still have thirty. I'm, I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying you need right. something significantly crazy to happen. Like all of a sudden you have a you have a, 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 a I come back here and I go, you know what? Who's your GM in Carolina? <laughs> Uh, Ziggy, nobody who? Right now. Who? Nobody. It was it was that's Scott. Right. It was Scott. It was Scott Fiddler. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Whatever his name was, he got fired. He yeah. got fired. But now we have so, nobody in the so seat right now. Depending on like, let's say you bring in a, a great mind like like Peters or Casario, you know, and you you bring in somebody that's gonna, then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm me and you were having a different conversation like six months from now, where I go, bro, I remember the conversation we had. <laughs> I love what you're doing, bro. Your GM knows what he's doing. You need something like that, but it does start from the GM down, bro. Even higher than that, but like exactly. really, you don't have the right GM in place. You don't have the right decision makers in place. Your head coach can only do so much. You know, not to mention that they have a, a big hand usually in bringing in a head coach and making the right decision there. So, uh, but anyway, hey, got to roll, bro. Appreciate you, and uh, don't lose hope. Just, you know what? Let me just say this, Aaron. The the thing that makes winning the most enjoyable from a fan, not talking fantasy, but from a fan, is being there 
in the worst times and never wavering. And then when the Carolina Panthers someday are an elite team, and there will be a time where you're a top four or five team. I just don't know how many years <laughs> that's going to be. <laughs> but when it happens, bro, you're going to be so happy because you genuinely hung in there. So don't ever let one season ruin the big picture, bro. Like, how 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 far of a distant memory is three years ago? It's like, damn, that, that went by quick. Like, just hang tough. One year is not a big deal. Treat years like they're weeks. You know, like in your head, like this is one year. You know, next year will be a different year. You'll get there, bro. You'll get there. There was a guy that was, what, 80, 87, 60-plus years of a Detroit Lions season ticket holder in the in the, st- in the stands over in Detroit, and they, they showed the camera at him. Man, that is sweet victory for him. <laughs> sweet victory for him yeah, this I, weekend. I, 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 I've been a Carolina Panthers fan since 2005, so yeah. long back since then. That's how long I've been with them. I have not wavered since then. I'm never going right. to waver. They're my team, ride or die. All right, bro. All right, later. Appreciate you. I, Later. Thank you, Smitty. I hate the burst bubbles. And look, like I said, I mean, I, I do feel like I'm, I guess, more than just a guy on the internet. But I really, at the end of the day, I am. And and I'm wrong all the time. So maybe uh, maybe your Panthers are blowing up next uh, next season. <laughs> I just don't think it. I don't think. Not unless something crazy changes. You know, you don't even have a GM. So, yeah, that that's that matters. You know, that, that could change everything right away. Uh, Super Chat came... Flying in. I'm sorry, Hassan. I miss I miss this. What's up, Smitty? Eagles and Cowboys situations are going to be interesting to follow. Will you do a, a reset playoffs prediction? I mean, I'll tell you right now. Um, if I'm predicting this one, thanks again, Perps, for the super. Thank you, Hassan. Hassan, I'd probably say, bro, um, I, I'm going to lean Baltimore, but my heart, and I'll be actually rooting for the Texans, and I will be so ecstatic coming on here on a live stream if Texans win. But, like, if I'm using logic and I'm, I'm placing a uh, – I'm entering a bracket for money or something, I'm going to make the – try and make the most logical call and not go with my heart. But my heart will say Houston. Uh, Baltimore, Buffalo, San Francisco, but this will be fun. I'll, I, I hate – I'm sorry – I'm sorry, Niner fans, but I'll be rooting for Green Bay because I, you know, I I love Jordan Love. I'm all about the fantasy football players, bro. I'm all about players we predicted and 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 helped support on this channel throughout the season. And Jordan Love has been a big a big character on this show. So I, I'm going to be rooting for Jordan Love. I know that Niner fans don't want to hear that, uh, but Niners will probably win this game. Okay, so that's me being logical. My heart will be with Green Bay. Uh, Detroit, definitely pulling for Detroit. I love what Tampa did, but you guys know me. Gibbs, St. Brown, come on. And and I'll, while I'll be pulling for Detroit over San Francisco, uh, I, I don't think the Niners are, this is their year to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I think Buffalo knocks off the Baltimore Ravens, and Buffalo wins their first Super Bowl. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Buffalo Bills knocking off the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be unreal. That's that's my prediction, bro. That's my prediction. Um, call into the phone line, guys. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Uh, dial in. Dial in. Man, B- Bills fans deserve it too. 
They absolutely deserve it. Wouldn't be shocking if the Chiefs, you know, made it to the Super Bowl either. You know, they Mahomes is unreal. And he has the ability to, you know, uh, clean slate, you know, crush at any moment. You know, it doesn't matter what how he's been playing. But yeah, my, my other bracket, my first bracket had uh, Baltimore versus San Francisco, San Francisco winning. But now with the adjustments and everything we've seen, adjust and adapt, uh, Buffalo, Baltimore, even though I'm rooting for Houston. Buffalo to win in advance to the Super Bowl. San Francisco, Detroit. San Francisco, even though I will be rooting for Detroit, to advance. So San Francisco versus Buffalo. Buffalo wins the Super Bowl. But it'll be a tough game. It'll be a crazy game. Absolutely crazy game. Be unbelievable. CJ easily, I think someone asked Jordan Love or CJ. You got to go CJ, but Jordan Love is making a name for himself. I mean, what a what a gem. What a fantastic, absolute monster. Um, but CJ Stroud is 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 looking like a phenom. Uh, so Jordan Love is to a degree too, though. You know, like it's just, I, I think if we're ranking them, we have to go Stroud because Stroud's potentially in the Stroudosphere. There you go. <laughs> The stratosphere. I like it. It fits perfectly with the moon, man. It just rolled off the tongue. The Stroud is fear. You're entering the stratosphere, baby. And, you know, we'll have to mock that up. I'll have to have a button for that. But, I mean, he's in, he's entering that 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 tier one QB territory. And I, I don't know that Jordan Love's there. I think Jordan Love's in tier two. Where does he float inside tier two? Could be the top, could be the middle. I like him a lot. He looks really good. He does look really good. Green Bay should be super proud of what they've accomplished. As we talked about it, Ron even said it the other day. We've said it before on the show, too, that it's it's amazing that they've had two quarterbacks, Favre and Aaron Rodgers, over this massive amount of time. Like, just since the... Uh, uh, Ziggy, what year did Brett Favre start his first NFL game? Brett Favre started his first NFL game on September 27, 1992. 1992. Since 1992, walking into this Jordan Love era, they've had two quarterbacks since 1992. And Jordan Love is the third. And Jordan Love is looking like he is here to mother freaking stay. Unbelievable, 1992. It's unreal. Um, pancake stack. That's right. Anybody wants to know who the new pancake stack is? Look, we love Burrow. We love Jamar Chase. They can regain the title. It's up to them. The ball is in their court. If they want to come claim the pancake stack again, Burrow and and Chase can have it. But you're gonna have to fight. Who you fighting with? The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Three QBs since nine, I mean, really two before this love era. But what if love 
And you know, the other thing you got to think about, guys, is that they had a chance, the Green Bay Packers, to sign Jordan Love to a long-term deal, which would have been a very lucrative deal for him at the time and very, very cost savings. It was like the Danny Dimes decision. You know, it's like Danny Dimes and Jordan Love, they both were teeter-tottering on, are they the guy or are they not? And now the Packers are going to have to pay through the mother-freaking-roof. Ziggy, what is Jordan Love's current NFL contract? From overcap.com, Jordan Love signed a one-year, $13.5 million contract extension with the Packers on May 3rd, 2023. So they're either going to franchise tag the man or they're going to come in swinging with a big, fat offer. Hard to know. Hard to know. Blackbeard says 175 of you in here. And only 69 thumbs up. Uh, that's that's rookie numbers right there. Graveyard crew, do your job. Hit that like button. That's what we're here for. Okay. Appreciate you, Blackbeard, reminding everybody. We need those thumbs up. 71. We have 175 in here. Uh, back when, uh, let's see here. Josh, by the way, I have never once claimed San Francisco would lose. I said of the version of Green Bay that played against Dallas. Look, it's okay. Look, if Huffman said that... that Green Bay, I'm not sure if it was said, but if Green Bay could beat the Niners, they could beat the Niners. It, look, anybody could beat anybody. Like, are the odds, what you got to look at it, if you're if you're a Niner fan in here thinking your team is invincible, it's, it's like if you played someone 10 times, what's the percentage? 20%, so two times out of 10. If the Niners played the Packers 10 times, they would lose at least two of those games. They would lose two of those games. No, no one's winning. You got to remember the rule of three. It's very rare that somebody beats somebody three times in a row. That's what you always hear. Even Niner fans say that when the Rams back in the day, in the day got beat twice in a row uh, in that one game. I forget it was last year or whatever. You guys were saying it all over, like beating somebody three times in a row is tough. Like this could be the game that we flip or whatever. Um, you're never gonna beat. A team 10 times out of 10 if both teams are good you know if it's if it's no put your earmuffs on um Aaron but if it's the Carolina Panthers then maybe but <laughs> sorry that was a low blow the ball you're live what's up hey so uh I know we're all hyped up on what happened today but uh to me, the biggest news was Bill Belichick with the Falcons. And if you really think about it, the way Bill likes to operate, he wants full control. And I, I think out of all the teams available, I, I think the Atlanta will give it to him. Maybe. Uh, you know, I think he's probably interested, but I think he's. this is one thing where I think Bill's going to maybe, we don't know. I mean, anything could happen, but probably take his sweet time because look what's happening. Dallas is going to open up. and Now everybody says Jerry Jones won't relinquish control to somebody like Bill. but And you could say Parcells and Jimmy Johnson were kind of, you know, the reason there was a power struggle there and there's a reason departures happened in some of those cases across the board and historically on in the Cowboys, you know, uh, history here that we're going over. It's It doesn't mean that they won't, butt heads and there's some sort of bad divorce later doesn't mean Jerry Jones is in a panic state right now he's also getting older 
and who knows what that does to him his ability to say let me let me get somebody in here that I don't worry maybe I need to meddle less maybe I just need to step aside let let Bill hire Bill and let me just let a championship happen because I can't handle this anymore we don't know what's going on in Jerry Jones's head but I think Bill is smart to wait it out because you have two potential landing spots that could become better than the all the landing spots available you know, or at least you could say the Chargers one is is kind of laced with a bunch of upside that if you you played your cards right because you got this freaking number uh, five overall pick to get Neighbors, Bowers, or hopefully MHJ. So you have the ability to totally turn around this entire thing almost essentially with that one draft selection to a degree and then some other helping pieces or whatever. But the Chargers are up there for sure. But if, they, if Sirianni gets fired... And if if uh, McCarthy's out, then now you got Dallas, Philly, and, and the Chargers up here, and those were two options that weren't there er- earlier. So I think it's going to be a patient game for Bill. He only has he only has stuff to gain by sitting out and waiting. And uh, he's probably him and Harbaugh. Harbaugh not in every case, but Harbaugh for the Chargers situation. Harbaugh might be going there anyway. It kind of feels like that. Yeah, that's already kind of you know in full motion if he wants it. So once that's off the table, Bill is everyone's choice, whether we like it or not. Like that is just the way it is. Uh, maybe maybe a team or two will rule him out, but but I'm just saying in general, he is the top dog by far. Vrabel's very underrated choice, obviously. I think Ben Johnson's by f- quietly my favorite choice, to be honest. But you're you're definitely looking at Bill having whether we like it or not or we agree with it or not having almost a, a, a ability to handpick where he wants to go. But you're right; he'll probably want to have. Then again, you know, Bill's getting older too, bro. And and I, I don't yeah. think everybody should just assume he's going to come over with the same tendencies. Maybe he doesn't want to handpick, control everything. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he recognizes that he's he's needing a change too. I don't know. You know, like well. You got to self-reflect I mean, sometimes, I, and if you're not good at certain things anymore, you gotta you gotta acknowledge that. When Jordan couldn't, you know, dunk like he used to when he came back from retirement, he developed a jumper and a fadeaway that became iconic in today's basketball. And you could almost look at Jordan as two different players: the pre-retirement and and the post-retirement. And they played completely different in a lot of ways, and they were both still the best player in the NBA. And so, like, I think Bill's got to, if he's smart, he'll be like, what can I do as I'm getting older, as I don't have Tom Brady, as I don't have this and that, what can I do? Maybe it's relinquishing a little power. Maybe it's letting somebody handle some of those finer details of GMing and personnel, and you focus on just the game, what's in front of you. And I don't know. You never know. All I'm saying is people need to stop assuming that he can't go here or can't go there because Jerry Jones will do this. And Jerry, we don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Exactly. I mean, personally, I am a Cowboys fan, and I would love to have Bill there and just uh, have Bill take care of the defense, which we all – Dan Quinn was awesome, but that was a big embarrassment. The defense was ridiculously bad. And let's just say – I'm speaking with a butt of mine. I mean, like, let's just say Jerry Jones – Jerry Jones got a lot of play. Let's just say he says, you know what, let's bring in Bill. Bill, you take care of the uh, the defense and the enemy. You want to come over and be a cowboy? Take care of the offense? Imagine how that'll play out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I would say, like, I also wonder if Bill wants to go down the road of having no quarterback. 
I don't know that Atlanta is going to be as intriguing to him because he's been struggling to yeah, get a oh, quarterback. Yeah. You know, like maybe he wants to go to Carolina where he's got Bryce Young. Who, who the hell knows? Maybe he wants well, to go man. to the Raiders where, I don't know. I, I, but I, th- I think Pierce is going to be in Las Vegas anyway. Um, oh, yeah. They, he's got to be in Las Vegas. I mean, my brother's a big Raider fan, hardcore Raider yeah, fan. Yeah, you know, you never know. You never know. But but he, years, he 90% chance Pierce is the, the head coach in, in Las Vegas. Um, I'd say yeah, well, 70% percent chance maybe that... 70% chance that Harbaugh is the coach in, in Los, Los Angeles. But, um, you know, Seattle's an interesting Seattle's an interesting Bill Belichick situation. Washington is interesting. Now, you, you, I don't know if you were watching today, but Mel Kuyper was talking about the Bears uh, trading uh, with Atlanta, trading Phil and keeping number one and getting some more draft capital because they don't have a second round. Yeah. So let's just say that does happen. Let's just say they do that because, you know, draft day, people get crazy. Let's say that happens. I mean, maybe that's more intriguing now for Bill with, with Justin Fields. For uh, where Where did you well, say? Again, where? 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 To Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta you know, you know, America. yeah. You know what I you know what I was going to say is is I think that if I had to make a prediction right now, this is just me spitballing mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Washington. I'm going to say Washington, and I'm going to say part of the reason I think it makes sense is that Adam Peters is an amazing, amazing scout, and he'll put the right pieces in place. And you very well could see Fields or, you know, someone like that in play in Washington. And then all all of a sudden, you know, like he's trusting that he's going to have his quarterback finally. I don't know. I feel like Fields and Belichick in Washington's potentially possible, or Fields in Washington, or Belichick in Washington, and another quarterback in Washington. But the other thing too about Washington is they got the number two overall pick. So Bill, that's going to be a very attractive thing for Bill to say. Like he's going to have a say if he does an interview with Peters. Maybe Peters and Bill come to an agreement that hey, you know, we're going to have to agree on this quarterback we're drafting together. You know, I, I, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you make the call, Adam Peters, or maybe Adam Peters says I'll let you make the call, Bill. But I have to approve it is all. And I'll tell you right now, I love all five of these quarterbacks, so it's not going to be that hard to come to a conclusion together, unless there's an injury or something. But to have this ability to get this number two overall pick, kind of give Bill Belichick the the security of being able to make a decision. Um, go somewhere where he knows he'll finally have his quarterback situation solved. And if he doesn't, he should retire. And maybe he knows that. If he misses on this number two overall pick with this quarterback class, then, you know, he, he's done. So I, I think this is where it ends up happening. I think it's going to be Bill Belichick, Peters, and the quarterback they take at number two, or they somehow get Justin Fields, Bill Belichick, Adam Peters, it, it, you know, it's not the craziest thing either for Bill to have a running quarterback. I mean, Cam Newton was the quarterback in New England. Everybody acts like it's not his type of quarterback. No one knows what his type of quarterback he is. He hasn't had a quarterback since Tom Brady, you know, and you're just not going to find a yep. Tom Brady sitting on the streets. I think Washington and Bill Belichick <laughs> is is a really good spot because it, it takes away his inability to screw things up. I don't want him in Atlanta. I don't want him messing with Bijan. I don't want to mess in with Bijan's workload. Yeah. I feel like it's a risk he could go there for sure. All right, hold on, DeBolt. Uh, Theo, you're live. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, I was just um gonna ask you about what Mel Kiper said the, uh, yesterday about um, the Bears um, trading fields for the number eight pick. I don't know. Um, says Mel Kiper claims that Bears could trade Justin Fields for yeah, the eight. Yeah, I mean, how, we, how realistic do you think that? Very is? realistic. Because I don't. Yeah, we I didn't I, know that Fields was that uh that highly um was thought of as a number eight pick like yeah for sure a lot to pay for him for sure i mean uh i think fields is worth worth that pick i think you could also do it like a second or third round kickback you know uh potentially conditional pick too like if if the atlanta falcons make the playoffs that they get a second rounder like you could do all kinds of conditional stuff to make that lessen the blow um you know if or if they don't make the playoffs whatever something like something along depending on which side of the fence you're on on that trade but but yeah, the Falcons fields certainly possible. I mean, the two landing spots that are most likely, in my opinion, are the Washington Commanders and the Atlanta Falcons for Fields. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Fields, and I have a Fields board here that I that I should be hitting here. So so the Bears are currently his team. Falcons, Commanders. I have these two as the, as the top teams potentially. Um, the the Falcons I had listed one. Uh, well, two after the Bears, but the Bears are not the team I expect them to be on. But Falcons, Commanders, Broncos, uh, Vikings are are just on here. They're, this really isn't. I, I probably should. I should probably say that after the after the Commanders, it's in no particular order. Broncos, Vikings, Seahawks, Raiders, Saints. These are all teams that may need a quarterback. Now, there's a great chance that the Vikings bring back Kirk Cousins, so they'll be off the table shortly. But these are all teams that need a QB. And Fields is potentially, you know, in the in the running. But the top two teams are 100%, without a doubt, in my mind at least, right now, the Washington Commanders and the Atlanta Falcons. I think Seattle's a very interesting third. Denver's a really interesting fourth. Saints are a really interesting fourth, that, fifth. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, do you also think that whichever one of the top three QBs goes to Washington will probably be the most fantasy relevant um because of how how good um sam howell was there when he wasn't even like that good of a quarterback yeah i i i I do i mean like i said peters is uh the niners losing peters is gonna it's gonna shock this team um into the next five or six years I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think Niners have the mentality. Niner fans, especially, to say next man up, whatever. But there's no next next man up for Adam Peters, man. Washington stole him away. The Niners made a huge mistake letting Adam Peters come over here. I have him in a little corner here. He's the GM. Uh, letting this man slip away to go to Washington. He's turning Washington around. Remember what I told you about Houston just a few minutes ago? That. A year ago, I said that the Houston Texans would be the new Detroit Lions, the new Cincinnati Bengals. They were, they had the blueprint. Casario had the blueprint. He was implementing it. And so about a year, year and a half ago, you hear me say a lot, this team is on that path. They have the blueprint. I did not think they'd go to the playoffs. I thought they would miss it by a hair and be amazing walking into 2024. And I love Tank Dell. And this is a good situation. Like, I love this situation. Adam Peters is the exact same thing. He's got the blueprint. Yeah. Washington in two years is going to be a balling team. Watch. 
this guy knows what he's doing. It's good to hear that from you because I sort of had that same um, same thought process. Um, but I just wanted to. They got the number two overall pick. They're taking. A, the they're, they're taking JD five, or they're taking. Uh, uh, I mean, they could take Drake May. They could take Caleb Williams. You know, if for some reason Chicago, you know, did something crazy. But they're Chicago's if probably JD5 taking. Five goes there. He's a top, probably top five quarterback for fantasy. Yeah, JD five is going to be so good, bro. That's why I haven't taken him off the Saturn list. I refuse to. I might move Poka onto the Saturn yeah. man list and just leave JD five there, and then I'll give us one more spot left. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this year Puka. And HN have become my favorite players. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, anything else, Steel? I'm gonna jump off the the show no, now. I just wanted to just wanted to ask. Um, have a good night. All right, later, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, anything else to bolt? Uh, we can't hear you, the bolt. The bolt. The bolt. I think you're talking into the fax machine. I don't. He can't even hear the bolt. I don't know what he's doing. Not even responding to us. I think he's on the fax machine or something. Uh, Bears will trade number one pick, says Matt. They might, bro. I mean, I don't know. It depends if they. I don't think they're going to keep Fields. I don't think they're going to. I think they're they're scared. I think they're scared to go down that road one more time. I think they want to. They want to reset. Not only that, you take a rookie quarterback that buys Ryan Poles another year. You know, this will be okay. This is your first year. You get a little leeway with your first year of a rebuild, you know, quarterback-wise. Uh, no problem, DeBolt. You can call one more time real quick, but we couldn't hear a word you were saying. Uh, so dial in if you want to finish that thought real quick. Uh, Penix to Atlanta. I think Penix Jr., Michael Penix Jr. to Atlanta would be fantastic. I think in Seattle would be fantastic. Uh, Denver would be kind of interesting as well. Sean Payton would probably be able to, you know, Las Vegas would be, would be a really decent spot. Logan with a $5... Haller says, two questions, Smitty. Landing spots for Jaden Daniels, Washington, New England. I don't love New England, but without Bill Belichick, I, I like it more. Um, uh, Atlanta. Those would be my spots, bro. I think he's going in the top seven, top six, top five. I, I really do. And are we taking advantage of Nico's attention by drafting Tank Dell? I think, to be honest, Logan, we're a just and adapt community. I'm not saying I value Collins over Tank Dell, but I'm not saying I don't. I think we need to really step away from this season once we see Tank Dell a couple more times here, or at least the one more time, and, and really kind of step back and just say to ourselves, like, how good is he evolving? You know, like, they're both going to be in the conversation. There's a reason they're the pancake stack. The stack above all stacks. It's time... Tank Dell and, and Collins are legitimately neck and neck. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, crack shot. Now, you, come on, you know the thing. The thing. You know the thing. Crack, uh, I, 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 honestly don't, I honestly don't know right now. I lean Tank Dell slightly, but I'll be honest, man. It, it kind of depends on ADPs. I kind of think at the end of the day, the player you'll, you'll hear me tout a little more is the one that's a better value. But I still love Tank Dell. I'm still drafting Tank Dell. I'm still drafting Nico. Some teams I might have Stroud, Dell, and Nico all on one team. DeBolt, what can I do for you? Uh, keep it as quick as you can because I'm jumping off. Yeah, no worries. Are oh, you good? You're good. No, just going back to AJ Brown real quick. Uh, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Uh, I think it's 
clearly Sirianni is a problem. He obviously doesn't doesn't mesh with him. So he's lost a locker room. Uh, I think AJ Brown's going to stay there. Uh, Sirianni's going to get fired, and they're going to reload. Yep. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Thanks. Yep. Later. Uh, Dynasty stream. Oh, man. Yeah, we do need to do that. I'm going to end this. I'm going to do the Dynasty stream. For anybody watching right now, we're going to go straight under the Dynasty stream. I'll reload it here in one second. Give me about three minutes, and we'll load the Dynasty stream up. Here's the link. Everybody get on the Dynasty stream. Be refreshing until you see the live stream. I want to see 180 of you. 181 of you. Every one of you on the Dynasty stream in a second. If I see 20 or 30 of you and not 181, I'll be very disappointed. There's a link. I just dropped it. Hit the link. The link's also on the main uh, the main YouTube channel. If you scroll to the bottom of the main channel, you'll see all my channels right there. Click the Dynasty stream. We'll be over there in a few seconds. 